Welcome, everyone, to the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring do bad and good puck tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Puck Tales. Woo woo! And the you know who on the other end of the woo woo is none other than Greg Alfaro of the Main Event Marks. And pulling the curtain back, it's one of my favorite shows out there. I love the Main Event Marks. Oh, thanks. Oh, man, it, you guys, what you guys do is absolutely incredible. And if you would like to uh, hear the main event, Marks, we'll throw out the socials at the end of the show, but it is it is um, regular listening for me. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys do a fantastic job. And um, yeah, they're a wrestling podcast. They go back and they'll watch pay-per-views of old that we all grew up with. And they just review it match by match and kind of set the tone by going over the news and put you in that moment and they go through it and it's a great time capsule and a great reminder of matches I forgot that existed. So you guys do a plus work over there. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. I will start being a regular listener to this show. Full disclosure. I didn't know it existed until TJ told me about it. Oh, Troy, you might know him as Troy. I call him TJ. Uh, yeah. Until he told me about it though. Yeah. He's uh um yeah he was like hey he reached out to me he's like uh my co-host is a big hockey guy and i think this next thing i sent to him bring him on <laughs> this is yeah uh, um I, I love it i just you know we'll get into it but i just i don't think it gets enough respect it really makes me angry yep yeah. and that's exactly what this podcast is for is uh like you are known for your wrestling show but not a lot of people get the background and like from what I hear, you're a pretty big Sharks guy. Huge. Yes. Uh, and, and you probably know I, I suffer a little bit with that, but, you know. Well, you guys uh, you guys did hit the league with probably the best jersey right out of the gate. Um, yeah, I love that. And I will say, uh, I think our entrance, and I may be biased, but I think our entrance is the coolest in all sports, period. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And you, you guys have the designation of, Whatever your arena name is, whatever the sponsorship is, everybody just knows it as the Shark Tank. So. Yeah, exactly. Like what's so, SAP? What's that? You know, like- <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like we we were the Pepsi uh, Pepsi uh, Center for a long time, and now we're Ball Arena, and it went from the can to um, a lot of other ball nicknames. Um, yeah, yeah. Your imagination can run with it, but Avalanche fans, yeah. they have a they they want to be the Shark Tank, but they can't. Yeah, I mean, there are some other cool ones, too. Like, I like the igloo. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the pond. You know, I despise the ducks. I'm sure you do, too. But oh. it's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, there, and, you know, that's kind of a, that's kind of going by the wayside with hockey these days. There's not a lot of arenas with nicknames anymore. There's really not. It's sad, you know. It's, I mean, but to be fair, though, a lot of arenas are being modernized, are being rebuilt or built for the first time. So, only the older ones have the the title. I think the igloo with the penguins 
is the only newest new, newer one with a real name, I think. Yeah, because we don't have the forum, we don't have the Joe. Um, yeah, those are those are ancient history. So yeah, you guys are uh, the Joe going was it hurt my heart. I wanted to visit. It was on my bucket list. I wanted to go to see a uh, a Red Wings game there so bad. But <laughs> if there was a nuclear explosion and the only asylum was inside the Joe. Um, I would be a casualty. I would never. Uh, <laughs> never I, I wanted to go just because it's on my bucket list to like visit every single state. You know, I'm thinking up to like ten, and that would be my reason to go to Michigan or either that or see a Wolverines game. But I would prefer to go to a Sharks game against the Red Wings. That would be cool. That'd be a really, yeah. yeah. I, we have we we used to have our minor league team because I'm I'm out of Birmingham, Alabama, and yeah. uh, we have minor league hockey that used to play in the legacy arena but now they're in a much smaller barn and it has that old school feel to it so i think that's the closest i'm going to get to getting to those old school barns so if you're going on that trek do it while you can before they modernize everything yeah yeah totally i mean real quick i we started out in the cow palace you may know the cow palace like my first game was in the cow palace wow it's still standing to this day dude it's crazy wow yeah that's that's that was a barn well, it was, literally is you yeah. can't go to that place without smelling literal cow dung all over the place yeah that's, it's not just the name of this place it's how it is there's literally farm like farm animals everywhere <laughs> it's an incredible thing especially if you look at the nhl how it is now you would never think in a million years a game would be in that kind of environment but how far we've come <laughs> right yeah well let's Let's get to the beginning. We mentioned you're a Sharks fan. How did that start? Honestly, my dad just took me to a game one time in the Cow Palace because tickets were like 10 bucks or something like that. So, you know, that's where it started. A far cry from now, by the way. Like, I can't even get into a Sharks team, but less than 70 bucks. And we're talking upper deck. But, um, yeah, I mean, my very first uh, Sharks jersey was Owen Nolan. So I go that far back. Um, Yeah, just... You know, I, I went to the 1997 All-Star Game in the uh, Shark Tank here. I believe it was 97, 97, 98. One of those two years. Yes. Um, it was in the Shark Tank, so that was cool. Um, yeah. I mean, ever since I was a kid. What about the game? And I assume um, that you're out in the California area. What about the game stood out to you? Because I know you guys are known for you got incredible basketball out there. Really good football at times um college football you have the pageantry out there you have a lot of sports that you could choose from what about hockey stood out to you especially in california well i gotta be real honest up top the a's the oakland a's are my absolute favorite team in the world i love baseball but to answer your question i like when you go to a hockey game it's just non-stop you when you watch baseball or football let's be real you're only like and i'm talking when you're there by the way you're really only into it when your team has the ball mm-hmm and basketball, there's a score every 10, 15 seconds, you know, hockey, it's just nonstop back and forth. Yep. You can't miss it. You, know, you can't walk away to go to the restroom or anything. You might miss a goal. You know, maybe there's going to be a fight, you know, just, it's just so intense. It's nonstop. I, I feel like I have more fun at hockey games than I do any other. I mean, I always have fun when I go to live games, but like, I feel like I've never been bored at a hockey game. It's yeah. just, it's so fun. And the atmosphere is so great. The whole arena is rocking. Everyone's into it. Again, I know I may be biased, but I feel like the Shark Tank is so loud. It's impossible to be bored. It is 
crazy loud in that building. Yeah, and even when the Sharks have a less than stellar team, that arena is still rocking. And you guys have a extremely passionate fan base. And I've like, even though we go toe to toe every now and then, like I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind the Sharks. Like yeah, I, re- I yeah. respect them. I respect everything they got. Um, I'm not happy that you guys gave us Dubnik last year, but hey. <laughs> yeah, right. I honestly, I'm not just saying this because you said it. I have no. no problem with the avalanche like my rivalry as long as as far as he goes is usually the ducks and the kings in recent years obviously i'm throwing the knights on there because they've been a pain in the rear and yeah. uh and now, we're, now we're adding the creek and who knows what's going to happen there you know and i don't and coyotes are just there to me you know yeah yep and i don't think i think vegas with each year they're in the league they're losing a lot of respect from other fan bases so we yeah. can- we I can mean, agree there. We're that right. Yeah. We're the handshaking meme right. of two fan bases <laughs> right. getting along over this. Yeah. So and you know, with you um also hosting main event barks and that wrestling environment, do you, I, it's also something that stood out to me like when uh like wrestlers will make an appearance like at a baseball game or a football game, like it doesn't have that same effect, but when they show up at like NHL games, like the most recent um netflix documentary that's been sweeping hockey twitter by storm the uh the dan barry trasher uh documentary it had wrestlers all through it it's a conducive environment for the two to exist and how the sharks have their pregame it's very almost pay-per-view wrestlemania like it's yeah set, it sets the mood yep totally all the flashing lights and they got the uh shark illuminating on the ice it always likes eats the other team's mascot yep. Uh, they, they come sh- like out of the shark's mouth and like Metallica's secret destroys blur- blaring over the uh, PA. Yeah, I mean, I never thought about it like that, but yeah, it's true. It's got a total wrestling feel. That's probably why I like it now. I think about it. Yeah, I'm and really thinking about it. Yeah, like I'm a I'm a huge wrestling fan. Like I grew up with wrestling, so like I made that. I think what it was because like growing up, uh, I was like a Macho Man Randy Savage guy, and then went Stone Cold Steve Austin, Edge, and then CM Punk. Yeah. And during those edge years, like edge and Christian five second pose, there was one moment um, at the heat of the red wings and avalanche rivalry where they had Kurt angle coming out and doing those comedy bits. Yeah. Where (laughs) angle was in, I think he was in the red wings and edge and Christian were in avalanche jerseys. I remember at that moment, my worlds were like blended together. And I was like this right here. And ever since then, like, you see like hockey jerseys, like in indie wrestling, and um, you see the crossover and the environments there. And in that documentary that I mentioned, there were WWF wrestlers there, John Cena, WWE John Cena, Spinner Belt. Like they all blended together in those early 2000s, like NHL and hockey scene. It was like super physical, almost wrestling to a point. So the two worlds kind of blend together a lot, I've noticed. Yeah, right. One of my all-time favorite shirts is the Chris Jericho hockey uh, jersey parody. Uh, I shouldn't say parody, but you know, an homage to it. That was always one of my favorite shirts. I like that right there. And I know it's you know, ha ha. He's Canadian. Canadian's hockey, but like you know, that's there's a place for it. And they, you know, yeah, and like even as recent as like Tyler Breeze like posting about his Canucks, like it's yeah, right. They it, it kind of blends together and like. Uh, you have the Calgary Hitman, like that were owned by Bret Hart at one point. So, 
and they still keep that logo and when brett made his return he was wearing that that same um that same hockey jersey so yeah those two worlds blend a lot so going back to your sharks fandom you said you went at a young age to the cow palace um i want to say i was like eight or nine eight or nine something like that yeah talk about your uh the players you gravitated to at that time were there your quote-unquote rock stars that you looked up to like I, I honestly, like when I was that age, I didn't really take stock of players. I just watched the team. I didn't start catching them until I started catching names until I started really getting into it. Uh, maybe when they moved to San Jose, that's when I just, like, became a teenager. I was starting collecting cards, and that's when I got the uh, Owen Nolan jersey. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been a fan the whole time, but like not like a diehard fan until I really started getting into it. And I think the moments. I remember getting into it was when I was watching a game. You know who Randy Hahn is, our announcer? Yeah. He's the, yeah, okay. He was talking on the pregame show, and something came across the board. He opened up the piece of paper. He's like, oh, we, the Sharks just acquired Joe Thornton. And uh, I knew who Joe Thornton was because I watched ESPN. And yes. that changed everything for me. That's when I started paying attention to it. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy and Marlo together, uh, you know, that's it jump to the end but how they never want to ring together is beyond me yeah but it was at that moment i started watching it started buying all the games for playstation 2 watching all the games collecting the cards going to games uh it was a lot easier back then it was cheaper back then you know sure. I, I remember decent seats were like 25 30 bucks back then so uh but i've never missed the game wow uh, yeah i mean it's uh, yeah it's it's uh it's almost like i'm not gonna say religion because, you know, I'm not like, uh, I'm not like, you know, oh, it's like, no matter what's going on in life, no matter what's going on in life, I got to cut it off the sharks for mine. But it's close, you know. <laughs> I hear you there. I, I can't go to bed without looking at the score. If I, if I happen to miss the game, I, I got to know what happened. You know, it's like, I got to know who scored. You know, I never miss opening day. I'll say that too. And I already have tickets to go to the opening game this year. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just. Okay. I mean, I love all sports, but. You know, hockey just is different. <laughs> Since you take it to that level, which I have mad respect, that's that's what I'm talking about. Do you have game day superstitions? Uh, not really. Uh, I have one for the A's, actually. Every time the A's have done well, we've lost opening day. Hmm. Oddly enough. So that's one of those. I've never realized one with the Sharks. I will say this. When we went to the Cup, I believe we opened against the East. So kind of like, we open against an East team, please? Because that was good luck last time. I believe we opened against the Flyers that year, which was really random. Yeah. Like, you know, it's usually the Ducks or the Kings. You know, it's always someone in California uh, or at least uh, the Coyotes. So I guess my answer would be, let's open against the East. Yeah. Open against the East. Okay, I'm down with that. Like, I can't. Like I watched the pregame to find out what jerseys we're wearing. And as you can see on the wall behind me, I take down, like if we're wearing an alternate, I have my home and away jersey. I have to wear the matching jersey. Um, gotcha. That's just like, I feel like I'm not supporting the team if I'm not. So it's just, that's my weird little thing. Uh, okay. Actually, now I take it back. That may be super, I have people wearing a shark shirt when they play. Yeah. That may be a, I don't know if it's a superstition, team spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I feel like I'm like not giving it my all if I don't dress out right. for the team. So 
Yeah, I could, I completely like even being here in like Birmingham, I haven't missed an Avalanche game in six years. I've watched every one of them. Um, yeah, it's just out of curiosity, what makes the Avalanche your team? I mean, because you said Alabama, I was like, there's not one there. I would assume Atlanta. Uh, at the, I don't. <laughs> did we have Atlanta at the time? Because I'm. No, they're a newer team. That's right. They are a yes, newer team. Yeah. They are a newer uh, team. I was. I it hit me right at the age of like six or seven is when they went on that first Cup run, and mm-hmm. like a, I'm also like a Tennessee Titans fan, and when you're talking about watching ESPN, like that was like the big thing at the time was when new logos were revealed, like that automatically made teams cool. Like when the Broncos and the Buccaneers rebranded, it seemed like they instantly became a good team. So when the Oilers went to the Titans, I was like, this is where my fandom's going to be. And when the Nordiques changed to the Avalanche, I was like, that's a cool logo. I could get on board with this. And as I was like six or seven at the time, and you're watching this team and you see Forsberg and you see Sackick and you see Waugh, they like at six or seven, they seem like rock stars. Like my mom is like a little bit European and like my dad's from South Carolina. So there's no like family hockey um, thread there. It was just one of those things. It was on television. It's fun to watch, even if you know nothing about the sport and being that age and watching them just like whizzing around the ice and the physicality and the skill and finesse, like Sackick, Waugh and Forsberg were rock stars to me and I gravitated and they won the cup that year. It was really, really cool. It was like, okay, I picked a good team. And then when they went back in 01, like I was older and I really got to relish it. And I felt like I was willing them to that cup. And I just latched on the avalanche bandwagon ever since. Oh, that's great. You know, um, and what you said too, about being so back and forth and you don't have to know the rules. That's probably why I liked it too. Because I remember watching when I was a kid, and there wasn't a lot of like you watch basketball, like there's a lot of fouls. Baseball could be kind of slow. Football, when they're running the ball, it's 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 kind of you know low moments. Hockey's nonstop, and you don't need to know the rules. You just hit the little black thing into the net. That's all I knew, and it was that's you know that's probably what got me too. Yeah, like I mean, being from around here, like when you watch football, um, if you have somebody who's never really paid attention. And they watch football in a group of people and there's a flag and everybody has to explain the flag or explain a stoppage or why are they doing that? There's not a lot of that in hockey. It's pretty basic. Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe you miss a hooking or something like that, you know, which every time there's a hooking call, I don't think I've ever seen one live. I'm like, Oh, okay. I I didn't see it. I've seen tripping. I've seen high sticking. It's like very little. You have to explain. Oh, he tripped him with a stick. You know, how hard is that? Exactly. (laughs) and you go to a penalty box. Okay, that makes sense. Play I on. will admit to not being like I was 10 years old when I finally realized what a power play was. I'm like, what, what is that? Like the guy's going to hit it harder? Yeah. I do remember that because I because like when, you, when you're just watching, you don't realize, oh, it's on there because the guy went to the box. So I, I always yeah. – I was right there with you. It wasn't <laughs> until that 0-1 cup run that I understood what a power play was. Like being a young kid, when you see power play in your mind, you think of like a video game, and I just thought they were boosted somehow. Yeah, right. I was like, are they allowed to hit it harder? Like, yeah. Can they now like hit it towards the goalie, not like around him or something? Yeah. <laughs> you you think they're boosted, and like because they have the man advantage, they look stronger and faster. So you're like, 
oh, they are boosted. They're on a power play. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it just, it makes sense. And honestly, we weren't wrong. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I mean, when you're on a, when you're on a five on four, you are going to go harder. So technically. So yeah, it's, it's an easy sport to latch onto. And like with all the stories here in Puckburg that we've had, it's either going to a game for the first time and falling in love, collecting like cards and like watching it on TV and um, getting into it that way. Or the third option is the mighty ducks movie. Yeah. The mighty ducks movie probably helped a lot too. Um, it wasn't again until I got a little older. I'm like, Oh, I'm not supposed to like the ducks. Speaking of that, I love that Jersey behind you. I see the ducks Jersey behind yeah. you, which is awesome. I have D one um, and D two yeah. back there. So I've been contemplating buying one of those at fans. Every time I go in, I may pull the trigger this year. I kind of want to get a Conway one. Yeah. Uh, don't want to get the cake eater banks though, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that movie probably did it for me too. The miracle on ice is one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I'll, one of my all-time favorite calls is the Al Michaels call. I don't think, I don't think I got to tell you what it is, but yeah, that's, yeah, I'll just, yeah. And the, yeah, the movie adaptation of that moment was just incredible. That whole movie beginning to end was like, it didn't get too Hollywoody, if that makes any no, sense. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It felt, yeah, it felt really real. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I put it up there with like movies like, uh, remember the Titans, stuff like that. It's like, it can be so real. It's so good. Yeah, like you don't need to have like A-list actors, even though they kind of did, you know, starring in it. You know, it just story-driven. Yeah, it was. And being a Sharks fan, what was it like when the Mighty Ducks started, like, for lack of a better term, started to soar? Knowing- um, yeah, it was. I might have been indifferent about it. I do know people at school were always wearing duck stuff, and I stood my ground. Like, I'm not wearing anything, but this jersey was usually like. I'm trying to remember who was the big ones at the time. I know Owen Nolan was my number one. Like that was my guy. Um, I do know that. Yeah, growing up, I never latched onto it just because of that. I think I might have been guilty of that with um, with basketball because of Jordan. For yeah. some reason, I mean, you know, I always had my uh, Chris Mullen jersey too from the Warriors. So I go way back when people call me a bandwagon. I'm like, no, I've been, I've been suffering for years this is my reward um, was it wasn't mike dunleavy <laughs> a member of those warrior teams or might have he? been yeah yeah I, I know some i'm a new york knicks fan so i know Mr. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah hey you guys shocked the world this year man i'm like you, know, you should be proud yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no you should i think they're gonna do some damage this coming year too but i, I do remember like just never wanting to wear anyone else's jersey you know except for theirs you know, I feel like, yeah, coming first one my 2002, that's when I started buying, like, uh, you know, I think it was Richie I had at Thornton, at Marlowe. Uh, yeah, just, you know, I also, like, I'm guilty of only liking the big stars, which is not, but not now. I mean, I love Tomas Hurdle now. Yeah. You know, you know he's, like, he's an under, under, he's a quiet guy under the radar, but he's so good. Uh, yeah. And, of course, Joe Pavels, uh, not Joe. I miss Joe Pavelski. Damn. Hmm. Joe, uh, uh, not Joe, sorry, Logan Couture. Yes. Um, I have a signed hockey puck I'm looking at right now. It's one of my most prized possessions. Uh, but I've branched out to like other guys now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for Jonas Donskoy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I started calling him Jonas Don't Score at times because he was <laughs> doing not too well. But, you know, it feels like every time someone leaves, they become good elsewhere. 
Yeah, I uh, I had uh, I had Jason Hernandez. He's the host of Locked On Ducks, and that's all he he kept talking about was when players would leave Anaheim and find success elsewhere. Um, yep. And it's one of those like I hate. I always I love that Anaheim San Jose rivalry that you have, and I always felt like if the Ducks debuted and the Sharks came after, I honestly feel like the Sharks would be a more popular team. Yeah, totally. Um, Ducks did have the power of Disney behind them. Can't deny yes. that. Uh, that helps a lot. Because <laughs> so, I, I yeah. really, you guys have like the the talent you always put on the ice is always very blue collar. There's not really a diva out there. Like you, it's all blue collar lunch pail players. And I've yeah, always, totally. always appreciated how San Jose played. Although we've had a little. We've had our scrums in the past couple of years, but it's, yeah, it's from a cool. it's a down and defeated team on their doing what they can, and I, I still respect what San Jose has been doing. Yeah, I mean, I have some high hopes this year. Obviously, last year didn't work out so well. You know, we got finally got rid of Martin Jones. Mm-hmm. Liked the guy, but man, he had to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm hesitant going into the season. You probably know all about what's going on with Evander Kane. Yes, it's kind of a question mark. Um, I still think our core is going to be pretty good. We still have, I think they're not playing like it, but two of the very best defensemen to ever play with uh, Brent Burns. Yeah. Uh, he, he underperformed last year. He's been underperformed my past two years, you know, but Carlson, he's still finding his footing here. I think we're going to see a good year from him too. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've always been a big fan of Carlson. And when I saw him, when he went to San Jose, that, just that picture of him and Burns being together would it just seem yeah, like it would work? They beat us over the head with we have three of the last five defense or three, three of the last, the last, sorry, let me start again. The last three year, five, sorry, oh my God, we're in jumble here. Okay. Three of the last five years, the defenseman mm-hmm. of the year was awarded to one of those two men. Yeah. That was a hell of a thing to have, you know, in our hat. Yeah. And it didn't pay off that well. No. Um, and, not yet anyways i mean they both are locked in for a while burns has that insanely huge contract which is like killing us with the cap but yeah. you know it needs to start paying off like this year yeah and, and like <clears throat> the league is so much better when the sharks are like out there breaking hearts and um upsetting teams so i like to think so yeah <laughs> this and is the sound oilers fans felt back in the 90s i think right exactly exactly <laughs> and i honestly it's just one or two pieces away and i think san jose is yeah. going to be right there in the thick of things i i, I think so too <laughs> i mean we are like i said we are adding a new team to the division that can go one of a couple of ways we saw how it went with vegas i don't want to revisit that yeah uh but you know good for seattle by the way they needed something else because mariners have been terrible they lost the supersonics and you know, it seems like every year, oh, they're going to get a new team from somewhere. They finally got the Kraken, so that's cool. Yeah, and they they another team that knocked it out of the park with jerseys and logos right out of the gate. So maybe yeah, this, totally. This is uh, the Sharks for a new age of hockey fan. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to their first game. I don't think they come here until I think I saw February, which is weird. I have to look at it again. I think, for, for my knowledge, though, the Kraken don't come here until February. I honestly haven't looked at when the Avalanche won their first game against the Kraken is. I'll have to check that out. 
but yeah. And tell me, so you're <clears throat> season ticket holder. You don't miss your games. Huge shark. Oh, guy. actually, I don't really hold season tickets. To be fair, I, okay. I might have missed said that. I go to quite a few a season. Is what I meant. You're a you're a regular at the tank. Yes. At the at the hockey playing shark tank, not the pitching a job shark tank. And right. <laughs> and uh there's no Mark Cuban in this arena. And right. uh thank God because he probably stacked the deck against us. <laughs> uh, yeah. he can't against the Warriors, but he'll try against the Sharks, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a nice little product in Dallas. Um but so what's it like being a sharks fan now? Um, we've talked about where you see things going. What do you tell me what the pulse is like of the fan base as a whole? I honestly feel like more than any other fan base we have here, and that's going to include the Warriors, the A's. And for the just for conversation, we'll say the Raiders, they're no longer here, but uh, the hockey one's a lot more relaxed. I don't feel like you know, at baseball, they're all like kind of just there's only like 7,000 people that go to A's games. Let's be real, they're not you know, we're not highly attended so really open warriors games i feel like everyone's just oh we're gonna win whatever hockey game everyone's there to have fun yeah it's a really bright atmosphere everyone's happy you know i mean everyone's rocking it just it feels like everybody's in there on board whereas other games they're just there because it's the thing to do i feel like hockey is one of those things where people who are there want to be there yeah. you know people go to like and I, i'm going to use i'll use the san francisco giants for example they sell out every game but if you if you ever gone to one of those games, there's so many people in suits and stuff like that. They're there just to be there because it's the place to be. Which whatever, okay, they sold their tickets. That counts. But you know, hockey's not like that. They're there because they want to be there. And what what is the uh, the attitude of the fan base when it comes to like their mentality as a whole? Do they is it a warm embrace of the team? Oh yes, like yes, easily. The past maybe three or four years, I've seen Avalanche fans. I guess it's because Joe Sackick is the GM. Uh, there's been a lot of armchair GMs. Um, yeah, right. And we do we do do that occasionally when we're not doing well. Like, oh, Doug Wilson again, under or overpaying someone, not paying the right guys, and it happens. I feel like it happens with any team. To be fair, though. Yeah, and I was just asking as a pure fan because, like. I'm a huge Avalanche fan. Like I, I like the Devils. I like the New Jersey Devils. So like, I'm entrenched in that fan base as well. But I also like to get like the full perspective from behind enemy lines, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's fun. You know, I've gone. To, I went to um, a couple of games with a couple of away fans. One specific one I remember was when my buddy came with us, and he's a huge Capitals fan, and mm-hmm. they had just won the cup, and no one was really booing him. But like the, our mascot's called Sharky, which mm-hmm. original um, came up to him and like because the shark's like an oversized head and he like mm-hmm. ate my friend's like hole with the head. And like, it's just stuff like that. It's like it's not really intense. Yeah. It's like, oh, OK, you're the other teams. You're a fan of the other team, but we're going to have fun with you. It doesn't got to be vicious or violent. Again, like a Raider game where they literally get in like physical fights and stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean it's very welcoming. If you're a way fan of the Shark Tank, it's very welcoming. You're going to get heckled, but you're going to—it's going to happen anywhere, but not to like to the point of where like they're bullying you. Yeah, where they're not stealing your flag at when you get eliminated in the playoffs. All right. Yeah. Talking to you, uh, Vegas. <laughs> I my only Sharks playoff game again they're obscenely expensive is when we eliminated Nashville in uh, Game Seven one year. 
there was some Preds fans and everyone was like shaking their hand. Like they were like, for lack of a better description, like, like they just lost a loved one. Like, Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. But we're all outside celebrating. Everyone's going up the street, honking their horns, you know, sharks, but nobody was like viciously going off on uh, the Preds fans. Was that the, was that the year that you guys had Joel Ward? Yes. He, yes. Uh, yeah. Joel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot about him. I miss him. Yeah. He, he was, was uh, good, man. He was Captain Clutch in those playoffs. He really was. You know, and it's like, you know, obviously, you know, he he um he kind of stood out, let's be real. Yeah. But I just it's like, you know, this guy's good. I don't care what color he is, he can play. And like I noticed more and more people having his jersey, which yeah. is crazy. And like where did this come from? You know, and I'm I'm rocking the Tomas Hurdle shirt, the jersey, and I always get like a shirt with the jersey number on it. Yeah. Like, everybody's wearing your award. Joel or Joel? I think it was Joel. Joel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm also also I'm an MMA fan. Like, like a lot of the Brazilian guys, the H, the J, world's like an H. Um, yeah, his jersey was like lighting him up, and then boom, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Typ- he, typical sharks. Yeah, he had that really great run in the playoffs, and I think he really had a a slow start to the next season. And I I yeah. think after the trade deadline, I don't know where he went. I don't either. I mean, yeah, I can say the same thing about Barkley Goodrow. He got totally like, man, he lit up the entire Sharks fan base with, you know, what that famous game against the uh, Knights, like yeah. one of the greatest games in the history of hockey. Yep. And then he just disappeared. I mean, I know where he's at. I think he's still, is he with uh, Tampa? Tampa still? I think he so. Gets, yeah, I think he has two rings now, which kind of ticks me off. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he kind of disappeared too. It's like, yeah. Uh, and- I wonder, I think he did get moved, I think, either to Chicago or Philly after this last um, offseason. I'm not sure. But, yeah, he was another one of those that had that really bright run and then disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a shame. But also, at the same time, that's not one I'm losing a lot of sleep over because he did mess up quite a bit. But he had it when he counted. So Yeah. Yeah. And so – now tell everybody what you're involved in now while we get ready to wrap everything up. Tell us, tell us about main event marks. Tell us all about so, that and where we can find you as well. Okay, great. So we, we do a weekly show and we do a one uh, bonus show a month. Um, the last Friday, I think we usually launch it on, or maybe the fourth of those firefighters. Uh, yeah. TJ has that whole schedule down. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, everywhere you can find podcasts. You know, just so many people use so many different things. We we review things. We try not to cross over 2007. I believe that's what we agreed on. Like, yeah, it's a good year to stop. You know, maybe once in a while venture forward. Like he and I did our uh, show when we went to SummerSlam in 2015 together. So we make exceptions here and there. We cover the news, the notes of the times of all companies, not just the company of the show we're reviewing. Yeah. Uh, we try to just have fun. Uh, we're, we don't claim to be historians, by the way. I know some people have given us some feedback. Oh, you got this <laughs> wrong. So, like, sorry, mistakes are going to happen. You know, it's, you know, it's, we're human. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we love to have fun. It's, it's usually one of the highlights of my week is uh, recording that with him, you know, so Again, you know, um, we're on the uh, Radio Unhinged Network. 
uh, catch us there. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, we're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, you know, everything you can think of. <laughs> and when this show uh, goes live on Saturday, your socials will also be in the post. And every time your episodes go up, I retweet it. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, so. I appreciate that. And I will start with yours too. Uh, like I said, I'm still new to, to I'm still new to the uh, existence of your show, and I apologize for that. Well, uh, that's perfectly fine. Much like <laughs> much like how you guys have it set up here in Puckburg is set up to binge. So if this is yeah. like your first time, you can go back to episode one and you can listen. We've had players from the NWHL, former NWHL, which is now PHF. We've had ESPN personalities. We've had um podcast hosts we've had the father of ryan graves uh nhl defenseman and getting like the the parent side of like like having a player like your kid be a player and go through the draft process fascinating conversation but we've had a lot of really interesting episodes so yeah here in puckburg is set up just like main event marks if you enjoy what you're hearing go back to episode one and ride the track i got alerts set up now too so it's Great. I'm always looking for another podcast to binge while I'm working out. I feel like I get a longer workout when I have a podcast to listen to. So it helps a lot. So, well, Greg, it is an honor to have you here in Puckburg, and you are now a permanent resident. So, anytime you need to come back, come on. Yeah, let's let's uh, revisit this when the season starts. That sounds great. And um, and if this is your first time here in Puckburg, you can also follow us on Instagram here in Puckburg on Instagram underscores between the words. H Puckberg on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. And if you'd like to come on and share your own puck tale, you can email the show at here in Puckberg podcast at bellyupsports.com. So Greg, again, thank you so much for stopping by here in Puckberg and everyone go check them out at main event marks. They are on unhinged radio and everywhere you can find podcasts, even YouTube they're over there too. So for Greg, for me, for everyone, Thank you for stopping by here in Puckburg, and we will see you again real soon.